the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, here we are on a Thursday, and it's time to get J.R. Davis in here, the governor's spokesperson. He'll spend an hour with us. Let you know today's show, there's going to be a lot of best of Dave Ellswick starting at 3 o'clock. We've got the women's night out tonight, so everybody is getting ready for that uh, for this evening. And so everybody's been called upon to do some stuff. So you get to hear some great shows, but... It won't be live. But right now, we're live. You are alive, correct, JR? I'm live. You're live. Okay. I'm alive. I'm just making sure. <laughs> Today, I am. Yeah, Check just, back in tomorrow. We'll just, making, just making sure. All right, let's start off with the story that's on the front page today and uh, has been uh, in the news the last few weeks, and that has to do with vaping. Yes. Where's the governor at on, on this, and what's he talking to his administration about? Well, on Monday, uh, Secretary of Health Dr. Nathaniel Smith uh, went before the Joint Committee on on Health uh, and and basically just uh, laid out some some possible options uh, and really the facts of what's going on and what we're seeing. I mean, the governor uh, understands this is certainly turning into uh, an, an epidemic, um, and we certainly need to address that. But we also want, don't want to be knee jerk and make sure that what our approach is is the best approach. Okay. Um, and so he tasked Dr. Smith and his team over there to, to study what's, study the effects of vaping on our Kansans. Obviously, uh, the youth is a big part of that. Um, and then just walk the legislators through that and, and answer any questions they may have. And, and so um, we look forward to working with the legislators moving forward on, on what, the right, uh, uh, what the right solution is to this because we want to make sure that we're doing it in the right way. Well, it's looking to me like the national people, the people up in Washington, D.C., have decided they're going to make it illegal to sell these flavored, I don't know, inserts or whatever for for vaping. And they're turning their eye towards the vaping industry. And are they, is the vaping industry trying to draw young people in to use it? Well... My uh, senator Missy Irvin uh, tweeted something out yesterday, you know, talking about a uh, sort of sort of, uh, hitting on the marketing side of Juul, which certainly seems to be geared towards uh, younger Americans. And uh, man, they're spending some big money. Yeah, too. I mean, this really this really does look a lot like uh, big tobacco. You know, back in the day, and those ads, the cartoon camel, all those sorts of things. Uh, but it, it certainly looks like that's that's part of the industry's. Uh, mentality is is and goal is to focus in on on the youth uh, and, and if you remember when all this sort of started it was supposed to be a uh, an alternative to help people stop mm-hmm. a healthier version I think we're starting to see some uh, some research and, and scientific data that shows that is certainly not the case now I think part of the part of the conversation also um, needs to be about what these kids and and you know some adults are actually smoking in these uh, vape pens, if you will. Well, it's, uh, not, all it's legal. not all legal. Yeah, it's not all tobacco. <laughs> um, there's a mixture in some cases yeah. of tobacco and THC, and 
And so I think there's there's that's why I say that it's important for us to act, but we need to do it right in the right way and have the the correct statistics and all that sort of stuff. Now, again, the federal government's the federal government. The president's the president. He said what he said. We'll obviously wait uh, to see what that looks like. But as a state, we have to kind of move separate and apart sometimes from the federal government and get our uh, ducks in a row and make sure we know the direction we want to go with this. And if something happens from the federal government, uh, we can certainly, um, uh, you know, redirect, move move from when we get those answers from the White House. So is the vaping industry here in Arkansas talking to their state legislators and saying, hey, what's going on here? Are you hearing anything from them? Uh, I haven't heard anything personally, but I do know that obviously when, you know, they know the conversations are being had here in the state of Arkansas. Um Obviously, when the president says what he said mm-hmm. uh, about vaping, that'll probably get your uh, attention. Pique some interest, yeah, from from the industry there. So, you know, I think it's mainly just okay. What what? In some cases, I'm sure there's some good actors. There's some bad actors, as is the case in most instances. Um, but it's it's you know, I'm sure questions are what do we need to do? What's going to happen? That sort of thing. Really, the focus here is. Uh, it, Sort of the false marketing of this, you know, and saying that again, going back to the fact that this was supposed to be an alternative, a healthier version, where that's not what we're seeing. Anecdotally, we're still waiting on some of that scientific research. But um, our kids, I mean, I think there was a staggering statistic uh, that uh, one create, out of yeah, every five, five stu- Arkansas yeah, students, yeah, are, are vaping. vaping, and it's and I think that it's this idea that. Uh, it's different. You can't smell it. it the looks vo- cool. The smoke, uh, the the vape uh, evaporates more yeah. quickly. I mean, kids are doing it in bathrooms. Um, there was one school that took the doors off the bathrooms as a way to help monitor against this. I mean, doing it in the locker, you know, between classes because again, you can't smell it. You can't really see it. Um, and so, and it, and like you said, there's this this cool factor to it. It's different. Um, but there's a danger there. And, and they think it's safe. And they think it's safe. It, absolutely. I mean, you remember the old pictures of uh, of of the cyclists in the Tour de France, you know, smoking a cigarette yeah. because the idea was that it opened up your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of where we are. We're in a world now with 24-7 news and instant media and analysis from social media and things like that. So we're getting information and research more quickly um, so obviously we'll, we'll know more than we did, you know, when it took 50 years to figure it out, but, um, that's something we've got to do. We've got to address, we've got to look at those, um, uh, that data and, and see what the best way is. But, but obviously a big part of it is to cut down on that youth usage, uh, and, and have better monitoring in schools. And I'm not saying schools are doing a bad job. This is fairly new. They're all doing what they need to do, yeah. but I think some best practices, to know how we can uh, stem this tide of of vaping and and so we'll uh, it, it, this is again fairly new uh, but it is certainly turning into an epidemic. The governor knows how important it is, um, but again, uh, we want to make sure, and I'm sure the legislature feels the same way. We want to make sure we get this right. We want to do it quickly, but we want to make sure we get it right. Now, this latest uh, person who died from this disease of whatever it is, it's a lung disease of some kind. It's totally different than anything they've seen before. Uh, was 45, 45-year-old guy, been vaping for a few years, and uh, and it killed him. I know the big jewel ads I've seen in the uh, the dim gas, full-page ads. Don't, folks, let me just tell you what, that's not cheap. No. A full-page ad? Nope. Not cheap. And at the very bottom, it says, this does contain nicotine. Right. Yeah. 
in little yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a different sort of conduit for um, you know getting nicotine in, into the body, and, yep. and so it's there. You know that part is is very similar to what we've seen in the past through a bunch of different forms of of tobacco use. So again, I, I think that the educational aspect is huge, uh, and the school monitoring is is a big deal too. Because again, this is sort of like your, uh, you, you know, if you want to say Navy SEAL version of smoking. You know, you, no one, no one smells it. You can't see it, um, and if you see it, it's not there long. So, uh, and, and again, I think the educational aspect probably is the largest part of it. Because, like you said, you know, the, the kids, you know, they're not they're not reading what you and I are reading. They're not looking at, uh, you know, who they follow on Twitter and social media are very different from from who uh, we follow. That's right. And so they don't know what they're doing to their bodies, especially when they're still developing. And we're talking kids that are that are still growing, that are, you know, uh, preteens in junior high, high school. Um, so this is, this is certainly something we need to address. Education is going to be a big part of that. Yeah, I remember back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean back in the day, <laughs> uh, the uh, ads for cigarettes. I remember Santa Claus smoking. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Well, you know what's funny? So you remember Mad Men. And oh, yeah. uh, I loved that show just because of the, you know, the old. I loved See, that the, was the, the 60s. The old so. school part of how they advertised all yeah. that stuff and the different cigarettes and the way they uh, appealed, you know, made them appeal to people. And it wasn't cool if you weren't and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, this is sort of the, 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 the new 60s, if you will, with a brand new product that not a lot of people know about. And uh, and so that's. That's, I think, the biggest uphill battle is the education side of it. But it's, uh, I mean, you see these these ads on social media of, of you know, two girls dancing and having a good time, right? I mean, who 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 are you marketing to, right? That mm-hmm. those those girls are a certain age, uh, they appeal to a certain demographic, uh, and they're the younger crowd, and they look healthy, they look fine, uh, it looks fun. So why not, right? And so that's that's what we're going to have a challenge in in really educating kids on what this is doing to their bodies. And I think kids are, all, are not always smart uh, in, in regards to this sort of stuff, but I think you know they understand if you let them know that they have a choice and this is going to harm them. And in some cases, like you mentioned, this 45-year-old man who's been doing it for in just a few years, because it hadn't really been out that long, nope. um, that you're seeing these, these drastic health consequences in a much shorter period of time. Uh, I, I think I think kids just just need to be told, and they can make those decisions. And parents have to be involved with that as well. Well, last but not least, it is addicting. My uh, my son-in-law vapes, and if he doesn't get to vape, he gets a little bit surly. Sure. Now he used to smoke cigarettes. He vapes now. He thinks it's a healthier way of of doing that. Right. I kept saying. You know, think about this. If it was healthy, don't you think that you would be, you know, breathing in smoke all the time or water vapor all the time right. like that? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the boy, the young people, I mean, he's only 27, 28 years old. And at that age, you're kind of dumb. I mean, I and was. You have this, you know, and you got, you know, I'm bulletproof. Exactly. This idea that you're going to live forever sort of thing. And, and, you know, with uh, with vaping too, I think part of when I said alternative or healthier side of it, the, the lot I have heard a lot of people that say, you know, I've, I've smoked for twenty years and this is a way to help me, 
you know, break that break habit. that habit. But the problem is, By like putting you said, in another habit. Exactly. But <laughs> and and but unfortunately, that's that. I think that's really been sort of the pure uh, goal of that is sort yep. of the you know those nicotine strips and things like or whatever they're called. Uh, Nicorette gum and that sort of stuff is supposed yeah. to step you down. Yeah. There's no step process here. It's just do this instead of that, but you're still doing the exact same thing, just in a more stealthier version. So, okay. So we just need to stand by, and uh, there'll be more information forthcoming. Yes. There's a uh, inter- uh, there's a uh, a study right now going on. I think with the legislature uh, and the Department of Health. So we'll we'll have more information. Um, and and like I said, once. We have a consensus on how to move forward with this. Uh, we're going to do so. Um, it's obviously very important, uh, but again, you know, uh, especially in today's day and age, that knee-jerk reaction is to do a lot of different things. We want to make sure we do the things that work, they're cost-effective, uh, and put a lot of, of focus on the uh, the educational aspect. And you're going to see some taxes and things like that proposed, but. And that'll all be part of the equation, but we just need to make sure we're doing it in the right way. All right. There you have it. We'll be back with more with JR. When we get back, they're getting together in Houston tonight. <laughs> Three full hours of 10 Democrats trying to out lefty the other person. We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. So the third Democrat debate will occur tonight. It is on ABC. Let me just tell you what, that's better than being on CNN or MSNBC. On ABC, you got the possibility of a huge television audience. Even if it's a small audience, it will be bigger than on what was on the other two cable channels. So tonight, I think for perhaps as much as 50% of the people on stage is a make or break night. Absolutely. I mean, look, we're looking at Warren and uh, who we got? Warren and um, Biden. Oh, Biden. Yeah. Tied right now. The last YouGov poll that I saw at about 23 percent. Sanders at about 13 percent. And then after that, big drop off. Six percent for uh, uh Harris, 6% uh, for uh, Buttigieg. You've got, you know, Booker. You've got all the rest of them at about 3 to below percent. Yeah. If they don't do something, to, and Harris is a good example of this, she needs to figure out a way to reignite her campaign. I, O'Rourke, I think, is, an, is, an, is a nothingness. It, I mean, there's nothing there. He's tried to relaunch several times. It has not worked. He continues to say as crazy as stuff as he can say, and it's getting him nowhere. Uh, I, I would think if it's not a good – I mean, it's got to be an exceptional night for him. He's got to hit something into the stratosphere. Uh, he might be out within the next two weeks. Booker may be out within the next two weeks. It's actually been, it's always fascinating because you go back to the last round of the debates and the ones that I actually thought had a pretty strong uh, uh, showing, if you will, Booker was one of them. And uh, you kind of expected him and Buttigieg, he got some hits on some of the stuff going on in South Bend uh, among the racial issues. But I kind of thought they had some some 
strong showings. The problem is, though, especially with Buttigieg, he can't move above where he is right now. Nope, he just he's is, stuck. Uh, he's stuck, and Booker seems to be stuck, but he's actually lost some momentum. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing the poll you were talking about here where, where yeah, I mean, it's... Go Biden. ahead, just read it down the, the line. So this is the uh, the uh, uh, Economist and YouGov poll, Biden at 26, Sanders at 16, Warren at 26, Yes, Harris at 6, Buttigieg at 6, and then everyone else, two or below, including Booker, who they have at two right now. Yeah. And he has taken a just plummet. So that makes you wonder, too. Again, it, it comes down, the debates are nice, but when you have a month and a half between debates, you got to be doing something else to get you that should. name ID yeah. capitalized. And it's not. I don't see him on news. No, and Kamala Harris, same way. I don't see her on the news She anymore. was in the teens. Uh, and again, these are polls and they're fluid. We'll see what happens after tonight. And maybe their campaigns expect a bump after tonight or something like that. But uh, the, I think the most amazing part of all this is the fact that you now have Biden and Warren Tied. square. And, uh, and I think that's not good for Biden. And it's not good for Biden for two reasons. One is, obviously, now he doesn't have necessarily the strongest, uh, well, doesn't have a lead anymore. Um, but you see Bernie starting to fade. And if Bernie gets out of this race, uh, you All know, before that should or move after, towards Warren. And you perhaps. could be looking at a a monster victory for Elizabeth Warren in the primary. So, And I've said that all along. The best, best case for Joe Biden is is that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders stay in the race to the very end or as close as they possibly can or until the primary numbers It divides are, the left. It divides it. And and if one gets out, I'm telling you, uh, it's it's going to be rough for Biden because I don't see where the other votes, you know, when you're talking 2%, 1, 2%, 1% down at the bottom, where those votes go, maybe they go to Biden, maybe they don't. They probably don't because he's about the only one left in the field that's more of that sort of moderate mm-hmm. left. Right. So I just don't see where his other votes come from. Um, and he, more than anyone tonight, I feel, needs to have a strong, strong debate night. Have he you noticed show- how, how he's changed? He uh, had been saying uh, under President Obama, this happened, that happened, and whatever. Now, have you heard how he talks about obama the obama biden yeah obama biden he's tied him he's going to run on obama well it's it's not a bad strategy at this point i mean he's he's doing he's really got to run well. on something he sure can't run well, on himself he's he's uh and, you know biden's like like an old toy chest i mean there's something in there from every <laughs> decade right and so he's got to fight off some of these uh, things he's done in the 70s and the 80s and, and 90s, and then, you know, obviously his few runs for president before now. And he also has to defend some of the things that, that they've knocked Obama for. So, But I think for him right now, he's shown that he's just not, I don't know if he's ever been super sharp on the debate stage, but there's certainly something going on in these first couple of debates, whether he's rattled, he's still trying to get into the swing of things, I mean, knock the rust off. I'm not really sure what the issue is here. But he's still doing really well with African Americans, and obviously that has a ninety nine percent to do with the fact that he was Obama's vice president yeah. for eight years. So run on that, push that forward, make the other Democrats bash o- uh, Obama. It's not going to go well with the African community. They're already bashing him. I mean, what is it they're saying about Obama? He wasn't liberal enough. He wasn't leftist enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you got. I mean, you got Obamacare re- didn't go to the left enough. Yeah, and you've got exactly, and and you've got to remember though, we, this is going to be what we hear again tonight. There will be some new issues, I'm sure, that pop up, and I'll get to that in a second. But when you look at attacking Obama 
over and over and over again, and you saw them start to do it in the second debate, but they really haven't gone after him in a showcase like this. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see if they do that because you got to remember those those first three states: it's Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina, which is heavily African American votes there. And if you start beating up on the only African American president, you're going to start seeing those numbers continue to stay with, if not elevate, Joe Biden's platform a little bit. The other part of it is you've got four issues they've been dealing with. All right. Keep your nope. thought. Yep, go ahead. Got to take news. We'll be back. What are those four issues? They just find out in a moment. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. J.R. Davis is here. Spend some time now talking about tonight's debate because it 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 should be a real showcase tonight. To be honest with you, some of these people that are below six percent and most of them at two percent, their time, I think, after. Tonight, if they don't make some kind of splash, will have run out. But before we talk about that, let me remind you that you have a 96% chance. That's a 96% chance of losing $111,000 in Social Security benefits. According to new research in Bloomberg, 96% of Americans lose $111,000 in Social Security benefits because they take their benefits at the wrong time. You can learn how you can avoid that by going to an educational workshop called Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas. That will happen right here in Little Rock. There's two workshops, September, uh, for September, Tuesday the 24th, Thursday the 26th. Registration's just $20. Seats are selling fast. If you've saved $250,000, register now by calling 501-653-6690. The workshop will reveal the little-known strategies that could help you wring every nickel out of your benefits that are rightfully yours. That number again, 501-653-6690, or register online at davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, you said there was four things that you thought we would see for sure brought up in the debate, uh, Jr. What are they? So uh, you mentioned a couple I didn't mention. Um, with, yeah, it was during the break. Yeah, we but that was good. With, with Obviously, climate change will be a part of it. Guns will be a part of it. But what you've seen in some of the other debates have been immigration, and that's decriminalizing the, the border, um, which, again, is underwater when you pull that with the general. All of these are underwater uh, with the general electorate uh, mm-hmm. when you get into a general uh, election, uh, election. Uh, but immigration decriminalizing the border uh, taxes. I think you're going to see Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren continue to hit on the fact that, yes, middle class taxes are going to go up, but you'll pay less for health care, which we yeah. don't even know sure. uh, that to be a fact. And you I, get to keep uh, your own doctor. Exactly. You've got the, uh, the Medicaid, <laughs> uh, Medicare for all, which in in their view should be, you know, the public option and that's it you don't get to keep your private option which is going to infuriate a lot of americans we've seen that once uh we saw that once and they didn't like it when the president said you can keep your own doctor and and insurance you can't they're telling you absolutely you can't do that and then finally one that i think will be interesting just because of kamala harris and cory booker if if reparations will continue to be a theme uh in this debate Uh, we saw that in the last last one uh we'll see um, but but I do think there's going to be a couple of things that happen tonight. I'll be interested to see when Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren start to butt heads because Bernie's got to start making up for some of the ground he's losing because she's t- taking his his uh, people. 
Yeah, and and you know, and weirdly enough, they do have sort of which is some some of the articles I've been reading, and it makes a lot of sense that they do have some different uh, demographics and, and 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 base they're pulling from. Hers are, are older women, highly educated. His are younger, more racially diverse, uh, lesser educated. Um, so they do have some weird, you know, differences in their base, although they're very very similar. At what point do they go after each other? Um, I think that'll be key to watch tonight. Uh, and then, of course, I mentioned this in the break. I think I'm wrong, though, at this point, when you have so many in the, you know, sixes, fives, four, three, two, one percentage that, you know, with these lower, you know, lesser tier candidates start going after some of the middle of the road to kind of hurt them. I think what you're going to see tonight is is a majority of the time spent on the top three. I think I think uh, Sanders, uh, Warren and Biden will all take a lot of hits uh, from the seven other candidates um, but we'll we'll see what happens. I'm really actually interested to see what happens with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Will they start going at at it at some point? They have to. I mean, we're coming up on Iowa. It's not too far away. It's going to be interesting because Warren has some weak areas. She's got a soft underbelly. Part of that underbelly being that uh, a lot of people don't know that she helped a lot of those huge banks uh yeah. when the when the economy went south with how to uh, proceed through bankruptcy so they could keep as much of their money as possible yeah that's a good point yeah she was their attorney mm-hmm. so let's see if somebody brings that up you know yeah you're all talking about how you're for the for the little guy but you've made all your money helping the big guy yeah this is, let me just say, tonight is just a, a nice Thursday night of entertainment because what we've seen in the previous two debates, not much has changed. It truly hasn't. I think we were all a little surprised. Maybe we shouldn't have been at, at sort of the lackluster performances from uh, Joe Biden. We knew that Sanders and Warren, or Sanders and Warren were going to be uh, strong candidates, you know, two debates later, going into the third. It's See, basically I think, the same. I think- the top three, and in fact, maybe the top five, would all do well amongst Democrats. Yeah. But they get into a, a in a primary, but they get into a general election. Yeah. They're in trouble. Yeah. And they're in real trouble because now we can go back. Let's go back to the, uh, the climate change uh, debate, town hall, whatever you want to call it, where they all said some of the craziest things that you can possibly say. Yeah. Absolutely. When we talked about the, uh, you mentioned the Kamala Harris uh, comment, and and we talked about too the Sanders comment about overpopulation. Yeah, uh, I mean those things, you know, that's rightfully so scares the bejesus out of uh, uh, a lot of Americans when yeah. you start hearing these legitimate Democratic candidates start talking about these things. Look tonight, will I don't know how much we'll see different from the previous debates. Uh, I think, like I said before, not it's not a must from Biden because I think we've seen, despite some of his poor performances, he's still he's still the front runner. I mean, that YouGov poll shows a tight race. It probably is tight, but we've also seen it fluctuate between Bernie and and uh, Elizabeth Warren. So we'll see what happens tonight. But but uh, the the biggest thing to me is if you're in the White House right now, you you've got if those are your three, you've got a lot to work with mm-hmm. uh, in a general and and you. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been said on that debate stage that will make fantastic 30-second spots uh, when we get into the uh, late summer and early fall of, of 2020. So uh, the Democrats have a lot of work to do, and finding out who their 
candidate is for the general is just the start. Uh, well, it's going to be rough. And a lot of people, I've been listening to the news. I read a lot of stuff. I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people say, man, we, you know, he fired Bolton, and that's, gonna, that's not going to be good. Look, I've known Bolton for a long time. Russ knows Bolton. We've met him many, many times, had him on the show many, many times at CPAC and all different places. But the average voter don't, doesn't have a clue about him. That is not, maybe a third of the percent of the voting public uh, have something to do with him. But other than that, nobody. You know, that's up. That's the as Pompeo said, it's at the prerogative of the president. You don't yeah. want him. He don't want him. And look, when you you hit the nail on the head, I mean, you got to talk. And this is where I think Trump does a good job when it comes to talking about the uh, issues that matter to Americans. When you get up in the morning, you're the a- average Joe America, right? You're asking, "Do I have money in my bank account? Do I have money? Is the economy doing well? Do I have a job? Gas How- prices okay? What's the gas prices? Do I have health care when I need it?" Uh, and you know, am Can I, I safe? put food in my in, inside my refrigerator? Yeah. Are my kids eating? Are they dressed? Can they go to school? Those are yeah. the things that an average person's exactly. thinking about. Are, they, are my kids getting a good education? Do I have food on the table? Do I have a job? My gas price is low. Uh, and and uh, you know, it, there was a fifth point that I completely lost. But anyway, but that's I mean, it's just the daily routines. People want to know. Oh, and if they're safe, if are their kid, are their family safe? So those are issues that people deal with on a daily basis that they care about. When you start getting into the weeds on things. Uh, you lose a lot of voters' attention. Sure. And right now, the things they are getting the voters' attention of are things that are not going to play well in the general. They don't want to pay more taxes. Look, health care needs an overhaul. I, I agree with that. I don't think the Democrats' way is the right way to do it. Health care needs to be fixed. But most people deal with that. Your average American, you know, between, uh, what, 25 and, and 55 may go to the doctor twice a year once maybe uh so to say that you're going to raise taxes on the middle class but your health care is going to be cheaper and we don't even know that for a fact that's not going to play well saying you're going to decriminalize the border where's the uh you know what we're basically giving incentives to come across the border now when we already have a border crisis Mm -hmm. Uh, and you talk about things like uh universal health care and getting away with your private option a lot of people like the current health care coverage that they they have. And so to say that you can no longer have that, you have to go to a public option. And by the way, the government never does anything more efficient than the private sector. Uh, that's Those are going to be some really key issues, including climate change and the trillion dollars they want to spend on a climate change package. Those are all things that, that I just don't know that the American people are going to be able to stomach uh, in a general election. And again, you know, Trump's Trump in a lot of people's mind. Like I said, you love him or you hate him. If the economy is continuing to do well, you have a job, your kids are safe, they've got a good education, you can live your life. Why am I going to get out of that boat? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Why do I get out of that boat? The taxes and the the universal health care, those are going to be the two biggest issues i think because they've already said it she's she, uh, warren has said it point blank sanders, sanders has said it. it even though it took some coaxing from the moderators yeah, to get him to say yeah. it the middle class will see their taxes raised and you will not be able to keep your private health insurance period that's going to be interesting i don't think the american people want to do that 
All right, Sonny's Auto Salvage, number one choice for recycled auto parts. Let me tell you, I've used Sonny's many, many times over the last couple of years. couple engines, transmission, um, as small as my rear uh, window, uh, wiper blade, and a rear, uh, rear uh, brake light. All of those things I got through uh, Sonny's, and it saved me money. I mean, for instance, the real the rear light on the left side of my car, I bought it from uh, Sonny's. I got it for $25. If I bought a new one, $250. I don't know about you, but that difference is money that I can pocket, and I like to pocket extra money. Uh, of course, this is all recycled auto parts, so if you like to go green, this is perfect for you. I go green when it saves me green, and that's what Sunny's Auto Salvage does. 982-7451, the number, that's 982-7451, Sunny's Auto Salvage. All right, you need good insurance, you think you pay too much for the insurance that you have, or you get not enough coverage for the insurance that you're under right now, then here's what I'm going to suggest to you. Call 501-819-0373. 501-819-0373. That's Dwayne Smith's insurance agency. And talk to them about setting up a time that you can sit down with them and uh, compare what you have in insurance. Take, take your car insurance, your home insurance, your life insurance, your uh, motorcycle insurance, boat insurance, whatever kind of insurance you have, take it with you, have this sit down, and let the professionals at Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency show you how they can save you money and give you more coverage. Again, 501-819-0373. They're located at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. That's the Dwayne Smith insurance agency all right before we uh, wrap it up today we got just about five and a half six minutes left here uh our uh, jr jr is with us today jr davis he's the governor's spokesperson we're talking politics now so this is all on jr i heard an interesting statement yesterday People, I don't know if you've felt this way. I know I have that the Democrats have been trying to one-up each other on what they say and what they do, and it's like a a 20-ring circus half the time. This guy said that the reason he thought that's the reason it was is because of the way the president does his presidency. That Trump does his presidency. There's this kind of chaotic feel to yeah. him. However, the way the Democrats are doing things, probably not going to help them. No. But absolutely. that's why they're yeah. acting the way they are. They're trying to be like Trump. Well, and you saw what happened in the Republican field in 2016 when people tried to be Trump. Uh, it didn't work out well for him. Uh, you know, he is a... Again, you, you love him, you hate him. He is a unique, uh, never, I, you know, truly, well, again, it's, it's the candidate in the current environment with social media and that sort of thing. We've never seen anything like it. Uh, and he does Trump, right? That's so when right. You try to, Trump is Trump. When you try to emulate him, uh, it, it doesn't work out so well. And I'll be interested to see 
you know, I think Bernie and, and, and Warren both are fiery. They'll push back. They'll fight them. Uh, that would be interesting to see that in the general. I think Biden, honestly, when I thought that he was sort of the strongest candidate uh, to go up against Trump uh, just because of where he is politically uh, and his Obama connection, I thought he would be the best. But honestly, I think he would get roasted uh, by Trump fairly easily uh, in those debates. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it would behoove them to uh, be themselves. But at the same time, like you mentioned before, the policies that they are uh, Exposing, yeah, not is, smart policies. No, it's not, and it's and it's it's not going to play well with with older Americans. And you can say what you want about the youth, and we saw what Obama did in two thousand eight. But the older Americans are the ones that vote. They are consistent in their voting, um, and and this is not this is not the the route they want to head down. And like I said before, the four major issues that I've seen in the debates, or five, including uh, climate change. All of them are underwater. And when I say underwater, it means that they they are very popular in the Democratic primary among voters. Mm-hmm. They are not at all popular, uh, almost two to one. With the electorate. With the electorate uh, and the general. So if that's what they're, you know, that's what they decide to, to make the case with, then they're going to have a real issue with that uh, come the summer and, and fall of 2020. Yeah, I'll also say it'd be a good... Uh, oh Something's breaking here, being brought to me here. Oh, here's this. The Council on American-Islamic Relations, that's CARE, the uh, nation's largest Muslim civil rights and advocacy organization today condemned white power hate vandalism targeting property in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Racially charged and insensitive language, including white power and possible neo-Nazi SS symbols, were spray-painted on a vehicle and the tires were slashed. Other offensive and threatening die language was also sprayed at the site of uh, an incident. Quote, we condemn this apparently bias-motivated vandalism and huge law enforcement authorities and public officials to take uh, an urge, by the way, to take this act of intimidation seriously. So uh, I don't know the exact story of one person's car, evidently, had things uh, painted on it. So don't yeah. know whose the car yeah, was. Yeah, that's really, that. I mean, that's really, really a shame. Uh, and it shows that, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before, uh, that white nationalist uh, uh, mentality uh, or at least those folks that that think that way, it's starting to creep back into American society. We we have to to stamp that out, uh, and and this is not okay anywhere, but especially here in the state of Arkansas. So, um, and, and this is something that I know that our office uh, uh, will be following. And I'm not just saying that because Russ brought that in here, but we've actually yeah. there's there's been some tips here and there, and and that's something that the governor doesn't stand for, and I believe the heart of Arkansas no. absolutely doesn't stand for. Um, so when you see things like this, we need to report it. Uh, we need to get that out of our community. Uh, and, and this is not what Arkansas stands for. And we need to make that clear. Now, some Bubba. Yep. And, I, and most, Bubba's, it's always, it's, most Bubba's are good Bubba's, but there's some Bubba's, hey, you know, just don't understand. We'll figure, they'll figure out who did, who did this. All right. Absolutely. It's always it's always very few of the actors. It's not the majority. No. And so we want to make sure we find those people and, and make sure this isn't uh, the sort of 
symbolism people see from outside the state of Arkansas. I got you. All right, JR, we're out of time, man. Good fun, hour man. with you. I'm Good sad I'm not going to be here with you on Friday. That's the most you know, fun. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be fun. I have a feeling you're going to have a few sound bites tomorrow. I'll have more <laughs> than a few. I'll have a lot for you right here on the Dave Ellswick Show coming up. Uh, we've got an hour with Robert Steinbach, and then in the 4 o'clock hour, we got the Bible guys. And then if you missed some of this and you want to hear all of it that we talked about today, you can. A repeat of J.R. Davis, as we always do on Thursdays hey, in the 5 o'clock hour. I want to take a moment to ask people to say a prayer for your wife right now. Yeah, I got a call during my time on the air. Evidently, Linda fell off the lawnmower and has been taken to the hospital, and it looks like a broken ankle. Mm. So uh, my, my son just called me as we were going there, and I'll give him a call as I wrap it up today and find out what's going on. I'll let you know tomorrow, all right? I promise to let you know. On I talk about my life. It's an open book. I'll tell it to you tomorrow on the Dave Ellswick Show. See you at 2 tomorrow right here on, uh, of course, 101.1, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.